Welcome back to the Electrify podcast, brought to you by the creators of Electrify Expo, North America's largest EV festival coming to a major city near you. Supposedly we're live. I just found out that we are live on Twitter. I'm Jared Dienda, Electrify Expo podcast. Matt Teske. Matt, why are you giggling? Why are you cackling? I'm, I'm, I'm jet lagged too. I was in Germany as well. Oh my <laughs> so gosh. Craig and I have a lot in common. Okay. Well, this is, this is totes adorbs. Um, I, I love this. I think it's great. And uh, Matt, we have a special guest here who absolutely affected some people's childhoods, their adulthood, and uh, this gentleman. So Matt, you just came from Germany. This gentleman just came from Germany, but he has infected our brains with some vehicles some people love, some people hate, <laughs> right. but you can't deny the influence of these vehicles. And he's an all-around automotive guy, and I've known this guy since the late 90s, Mr. Craig Lieberman. Craig Lieberman, contributed to the vehicle curation of fast and furious all the films and um and is all around a um car guy but i want to get kind of polarizing because he's not a big ev fan and that's kind of why i wanted to throw him into the ringer here and i'm really excited about it. i just i was just looking at your instagram craig and just looking at it and you said vin diesel you have a photo of the classic right dom yeah. dom toretto right. Right. and then you have vin electric and it's kind of an emaciated, it looks like almost like a Mark Wahlberg in The Sixth Sense. Um, Somebody, I think my son sent that to me. And so I just pass on the lungs. Well, but, uh, all joking aside, Craig, thank you so much for being here. Uh, I know you are jet lagged. What's what's keeping you busy these days, man? Uh, well, I, I run a small agency doing Shopify webs, uh, um, uh, pay per click, paid social, organic social. So I have about a dozen clients. And then for fun, um, I've got a, uh, a relationship with a with a company called Chrome Cars in uh, Germany, and they mm -hmm. buy a lot of movie crews. And so we've developed the relationship. And they bring me out when there, there's a big uh, car show. And I go there and talk, tell the stories. And, and and I can't believe I'm saying this. I'm signing on autographs on, paper, on, on uh, pic, pictures of the cards. It's, I mean, it's it, weird. <laughs> is it weird? Like, I mean, yeah, like I said, I'm is it weird? Techni technical advisor. I tell them what not to do, what you should do. Yes, sometimes. No, sometimes. All that kind oh, of come stuff. on, Craig. You were starting the races at Race Warriors. Come on. <laughs> come <laughs> there on. There we go. Well, I had to, I had to get on the casting couch to get that role. Oh boy, oh boy, it's a family show. It's a family show, Craig. Uh, uh, and again, you know, Fast and Furious. I'll, I'll, I'll you know, again, I, I, we're here talking about EV. We're here talking about Electric Matt. I know this movie affected your life. People ask me, what's your favorite? Um, honestly, Gun to Head. None of them. I'm not a big Fast and Furious guy because hear oh. me out. Because oh. they made the movie about what we were doing, right? So if if you're in it, right, and you and I grew up street racing in San Diego, so here they're taking my lifestyle, which I've been blessed to absolutely monetize and to be part of, still twenty plus years later, right? Going to Tokyo Auto Salon in '99 and all these things, and we talked about this kind of with Nads, you know, our, our yeah. last episode, Matt, together, and I love it, but it's like, uh really like kind of ugh, two two bottles right like oh you know just, <laughs> but but the beauty of it is it lives in per per perpetuity right yeah. craig i mean this is this it is just so, so iconic i i everywhere i go around the world it's the same thing you 
got me into cars. And I said, no, I didn't. Don't blame that stuff on me. <laughs> it's you, you saw something was cool on screen, which is the same way I got involved. I watched Batman when I was a little boy. And I said, every car I'm going to have from now, when I grow up, I'm just going to have the buttons on the steering wheels. And if you see project cars, you can see way overdone, a lot of buttons and everything. But I'm living the dream. Yeah, yeah. And we're in it, Matt. We're in his dream right now. Well, it's fun. The, the fun part about all this is so I think I think, Craig, the first time that you and I actually met was when I was interning at like like Sport Compact Car Magazine or something. It was at Robert's old shop for Modern Image. Remember the strip mall one? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, you were there with you were there with your Maxima, and I rolled in as an intern with like the Sport Compact Car Maxima or Turbo <laughs> Maxima, and we sat there and talked Maximas for like I don't know half an hour, and then and afterwards I was just like. Yeah, I, I was like, I've heard his name before. And Robert's like, yeah, you don't, like, dude, he just did all the, like, the Fast and Furious stuff. I was like, oh. <laughs> and then after that, I was just like, and then, and then it's, again, like, this industry is, is so fun because so many of us have been doing this for so long, and we kind of keep weaving in and out of each other's right. paths, you know? And, and that's the, the fun part about what's happening with electrification is a lot of the people that made the tuner world what it is, you know, I'm excited as hell to see everybody from that world start slowly finding their way into electrification. And whether, again, the performance aspect, we can discuss that all day long, but I still think at the end of the day, the enthusiast aspect is still going to be there. And we're yeah. seeing a lot of crossover in that way. And I think that's the fun part about what's happening on the EV side of it is that you have people that were building tuner cars, you know, I mean, whatever junked out Civic you could find when you were a kid, but now they have real jobs with real, like, real money. And they're like, mm, what, do, what do I build now? And all of a sudden they're building out some of these EVs that are expensive. And I think that's just pretty damn cool. So... Uh, so I was an RC car for a long time, so I know a lot about electric motors and that kind of stuff. And I've driven a trip Tesla, Tesla uh, uh, other Teslas and all that kind of stuff. So I'm not against EVs uh, at all because they're faster than almost everything made by everybody anywhere. All right. Thanks for joining us, Craig. That's all we needed. We just need that sound bite. You heard it here first from the car curator of Fast and Furious, faster than anything else out I'll, there. This message is brought to you by Craig Lieberman. I'll tell you a funny story. Uh, two years ago, I was, I was at Barrett-Jackson, and I was interviewing the big captains of picture cars, uh, movies, a guy by the name Terry Leonard and Ted Mosier. Most of those guys have been have 50 movies to their credit. And I asked Terry Leonard, who was the, the stunt director on Too Fast, Too Furious. I said, so let me ask you a question. EVs, these are coming on. They're going to be EVs part the 10. What are you going to do for the sounds in the soundtrack for EVs? Because a car going like a Jetson's like, not very sexy. Okay? He said, well, we're just going to dub, up, dub in, uh, the sounds of V8s into it. And I said, oh, my God. Oh. I think there's that's such a missed opportunity to I to do. really brand this kind of audio. Yeah, there. like yeah. I always I always go back and reference T Pain creating the audio for Von Gittin Jr.'s Mach E fourteen hundred. You know, I saw sure. T Pain uh, perform at Grid Life this past week at Luganaseka, which is an amazing experience. T Pain, Nappy Boy, shout out to Hurt uh, joining that camp. Um, you know, big news. Hoonigan Wheel Pros has said, "Hey, we're a Hoonigan." By the way, big news there. We'll get to that in a moment. But Craig, all joking aside, I came in here and and you, like I said, played such a major role in in our childhood. And I joke about none of them. Obviously, I love them. It's it's the movies played a massive role in my life. It's it's airplane talk, right? Like uh, yeah. when 
it made it easier to explain what we do and our scene. Oh, Is yeah. it kind of like Fast and Furious? It's like, yeah, but not really, especially drifting, right? When Tokyo Drift came out. Oh, yeah, that drifting stuff. I'm like, uh, not exactly. Like the RX-8 scene pains me. You know, just her <laughs> driving. Who's, oh, my gosh. It, uh, Advisor. Advisor, advisor. I love this. They don't always take the advising, right? Like you, you're, you're handling a patient who's got mental problems, and you say, "Okay, don't go climb on a clock tower and start shooting people," but he does it anyway. So he can't put the psychosis right. Jeez. All right. Uh, hey, I, I got a segue here before I forget. Sung Kang, it, it was announced that he's going to direct Initial D, the movie. Yes. How cool is that? And look at that spinoff. You know, it's kind of. It's kind of like the Statham thing, right? And, and and where they're going at and Shaw and all that. And it, it's it's cool. How how rad is that? Are, are you, you going to work on that great. film? Yeah, I, I went to do a, a podcast with him about uh, nine months ago. Uh, and we talked for three and a half hours. So he's clearly into it. But the, the irony is he doesn't like to go walk around in car shows for five hours. That's not his jam. He wants to be under the hood and creating right. it. So that's mm-hmm. So I hope it's going to be does better with this movie than that uh, horror movie he did, which was low budget and it was very difficult. And horror is is a hard a genre to get into it anyway to really do it right. It was so bad. No. He's a cool guy, and uh, he would be the natural person because most of the people who are working in movies as actors are fake car people. Sure, right. well, they're fake. They tolerate. Well, you know, Tyrese to an extent, Andy to an extent, and that pretty uh, Neil Moritz, who is a producer, he's a big car guy. Uh, but other than that, not so much. Matt, we are we are bringing you in here because again, you're just you're just such a a book of knowledge when it comes to EV and kind of the 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 structure of it. Obviously, charge way and what you do, and just really diving into this. Um, do you have any questions for for Craig in regards to kind of his relationship with EV and what's going on and and, and the whole space, like maybe in the movie world and, and all that as well. Oh, I think, well, it's funny because I, I took some time to really kind of catch up on, you know, what, well, Craig's, Craig's very, again, Craig, you might not think this, but you are very out in the, in the discussion about this all the time. And I think the, the way that you've been involved on what, what people get eyeballs on when it comes to cars in general, and for the last, you know, 20 years is plays a role in what that means, the role that you can play when it comes to EVs as well. And don't get me wrong. I, I appreciate a lot of you know, the, the Jessen reference. I completely understand that there's some things about what happens in the EV world that there are certain people that go, yeah, that's not for me yet, you know? Um, but I think I'm, I'm curious because is, is it really mostly just that it's like the, the five senses type thing? It's like when it comes to a combustion car, whether we're talking a tuner car or, you know, a V8 or what, whatever you want to look at, you are viscerally like responding to it differently, right? It's like you feel it, you hear it, you smell it. There's all these different things that go along with being an automotive enthusiast. In the EV world, there are elements of that that are being removed from a senses perspective. Right. I mean, you pop the hood. You just yeah. don't see the art the same way as you do when you pop the hood on older cars, right? And then right. you don't hear and smell it. it is, I mean, from your perspective, is that really just the pain point? It's like that that like personal separation from it? Or, or, I mean, I'm not even getting to the driving part yet. Yeah. So. so that's a good thing. I have this discussion with a lot of people. Um, I'm, we're, we've got to really realize that we are in the early stages, right? So back in the 1920s, there was nothing looking under the hood. It was a four banger, nothing cool and all the good. It'll come. It'll come in some kind of fusion or whatever, or badass generator or whatever's under the hood. But what 
I think a lot of people are worried about is these artificial cell sounds to try to make them sound like V8. There's this yeah, I don't think that at all. Yeah. Uh, with his Tesla, he revs his motor up and it sounds like a V8. And yeah. look, look at him like he could beat his wife. <laughs> what did you do? Yeah. No, I don't know. So, I agree. I agree with that. I think I, it's like don't pretend to be something you're not. This is a different, you know. This is an iteration of, of transportation. Um, I think I, I would love to see if there would be a way to artistically take what is a frunk and convert it into something more impressive. I mean, Ooh. some of the, the Tesla guys is they will take their you know their airbag tanks and they will drop them in and you know you see everything from like the gigantic battery. Haha, it's cute. I think it's fun. It's better. I like the top of TO bottles. I think the hot sauce bottles are actually. And that's my thing is anything. Yeah, anything else that isn't a battery is also cool too. Remember RC cars, the specialized battery, right? Maybe Mm -hmm. you could start selling packs that look like nitrous bottles that would get a super juice boost or something like that. That would be cool. But I'd like to see someone do like a plexiglass frunk insert. So you can actually see everything that's under the front. Now, and, and, and that's what for a Tesla only. A lot of these legacy brands, you pop the hood, it's just plastic. They haven't actually executed using that space differently. But I'm like, get rid of the plastic. Like, yeah. show me what you did with this electric motor. Really, I think there's yeah, opportunity cool. there still. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Well, you see, I mean, uh, Craig, okay, here we go. So another reference would be look at all these water-cooled computers, these supercomputers, these gaming. Yeah, yeah, you see exactly. the liquids and the lights. Exactly. Like, dude, those things are optioned out. All right, so here we go. We're 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 on to something here, right? Mm-hmm. This is this we're in a spitball session. Everybody's watching. So take notes. Imagine, take notes. <laughs> right? Imagine applying that supercomputer or gaming computer aesthetic to these these vehicles and mix in a little RC car, mix in a little creativity. Craig, I, I think I think Craig's going to the dealer later this afternoon. And he's going to customize one for a Fast and Furious twenty. I saw him and I saw uh, I saw Dom in a rascal. I saw the poster for uh, Fast yeah. Fast XX. Yeah, and, uh, Dom's in a rascal, but he's going to go over to his Rivian or his Polestar or you know, fill whatever. That's very jackass. like Spike Jones and everything, like going down the hill in the rascal, just like gives Vin just ah, like the whole way down. <laughs> it's going to get better. Uh, my objection to an EV is simply this: it's very expensive to get into. The cheapest car is about thirty-five thousand bucks, like a Bolt. It's in, in, they're having class lot. Uh, uh, what it claims a giant loss with that car that kind of stuff. Uh, Tesla's got quality is hit, hit miss, uh, but the, the it's the power generation that's going on. Half of this California is run by whole flock by firing plants. So, and they're telling us to turn our air conditioners off in the summer because we don't have the electricity. What's going to happen? You put 13 million electric vehicles on the roads in California. It's, it, this state is a big problem anyway. So we will well, get no, there but for right now. It's a problem. I think energy production is something, I mean, this comes up a lot. And I think that this gets back to how you fill up your car. I think that the, the opportunity for, well, number one is the communication of how energy works is something that just doesn't exist yet in the US. I mean, most people don't really understand how electricity works in general, but when the message that comes from, you know, the government in California is everybody shut off your AC, the power, it's, the power is getting, the grid's getting pushed to its limits. Well, that doesn't send the right message that you can also then have your transportation based on the same energy, right? And I think that there's opportunity, good example is, I mean, I'm based up in, in Oregon now, and we added solar and home batteries to our house about two years ago, and we're 60% off grid here in Portland. I mean, it's pouring rain today. 
And that's, and I look at that and I go, okay, anywhere where it's actually sunny, you can actually produce enough energy to offset so much. I think what happens often is there's almost this purity test that happens is this idea of you want me to switch to non-fossil fuel, then show me how it's not going to make my life a nightmare because I get this messaging when it's hot outside to shut off my AC and you want me to power my car with the same energy. I don't trust you. And I, I can't blame anybody for that skepticism. This is where I think people in political power need to have a better approach to how they message what we're doing with these advancements in technology and also discuss how we can do a better job of helping people infuse different options into their life that may not be like flipping a switch from fossil fuel to renewables, but having some sort of balance between it that allows us to not get that message that says turn off your AC if it's hot out. Um, but it, it's so difficult to have these conversations sometimes because I think there's a... Uh, there's a lack of transparency around what we're actually doing with it. Um, There's confusion too, Matt. Yeah. Because the $30,000 to, to put solar on my roof on a 20 year old house and the, the electric rates doesn't make sense. The, the, the credit is gone, the tax credit and, sure. and the, 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 the rates are going down. It does, and I would have to 17 years to pay it back. Sure. Yeah. No, the benefit to the utilities, I think, have an opportunity to step in and have a role here. So, again, we work with utilities all the time through Chargeway. And one of the, the hurdles they have is that, on one hand, they are working heavily to basically decarbonize the, you know, the grid, wherever the service area is. And they have to go through efforts of that. If they're shutting down a coal-fired power plant, what are they doing to offset that with a, with a reliable renewable, if it's possible? I think one of the best studies that's been done was by uh, the Union of Concerned Scientists when it comes down to, okay, what is the actual equivalent mile per gallon a gas car would need to get to be as clean as an electric vehicle in a given area of the United States? And throughout the U.S., basically, if you switch to an electric car and even use the existing grid, it is cleaner, but it still gets back to the energy production that you can rely upon. And I think that's where there's just a, a big, big need for a better way to address, as you mentioned, Craig, like if someone says, I want to add solar to my house, don't make it overly expensive. If there's ways we can do tax credits, make it more clear and simple. Uh, and areas where they can really leverage it in places where it's sunny more than Portland, Oregon. That's that step one. Really, yeah. Step two is cleaning uh, the process of building these cars. You got to go 80,000 miles and miles before you offset the, 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 the pollution and then the carbon footprint of building the car. So a lot of people... Or, or, or owning their cars, their gas cars for about 11 years right now, right? I don't mm -hmm. see people saying, hang, hanging on to their Tesla for 11 years yet. But we'll that, get there. Well, most of them haven't even been on the road for 11 years. I know that. I know that. But <laughs> no, yeah, I, I see, think, yeah, no, good. On. No, I just, I, I, I've seen that kind of movement right now. I know Steph Papadakis just posted something about buying old cars, you know, and, and that's, that is kind of a movement right now. Not, not obviously, you know, hot rods and, you know, obviously vehicles of prestige, just kind of recalibrating vehicles and, and making them and last longer. So absolutely to your point of, of longevity of a vehicle. But here, here it comes down to this. Make me a sexy looking, looking car. I can refill it in five minutes. Okay. And there, I don't have to worry about range anxiety and stopping at Baker for four hours in a line to get to complete my trip to get Las Vegas. As soon as that happens, I'll be shopping. But right now, what I'm 
Gonna cool. It cool, Craig. It happened because it's that's not the norm. Let's let's also be clear about that's not the norm. So that's I mean, true. I've driven my test. I've driven my Tesla from Portland to Chicago back through North Dakota using fast chargers, and it worked with no problem. So okay. this this gets this gets back to what is actually happening. And so, for example, at your place, how many cars do you have parked in your garage right now at your house? I'm just curious. Both on two the fact that it's two cars. Two, car, two cars. Yep. Okay, cool. So and in, in where you park your car at night, this is the thing is if you have a place where you can actually park your car at night, 50% of the U.S. has that option. 95% of your Phillips will be at home. That's just the facts. That's how an EV yeah. works. And so if the other 5% for that road trip, going to Vegas and going through Baker, for example, mm -hmm. if you have a fast charging station that is level seven, for example, if we're referring to chargeway power levels, a level seven charger that has 40 chargers there, you're not having the issue of pulling up and there's four chargers in a line of 40 cars. It's the opposite of that. You actually have the option to fill up and level seven can get you back on the road in 15 to 20 minutes. So that's where if you're driving for an hour and a half, you stop and grab a burger, get back in your car and you're on your way. It doesn't offset your life in a way that feels weird. Right. right, because but if you hear when you yeah, stop yeah. anyway, you're going to go to the bathroom, right? So sure, yeah, that's not but terrible. If that's not but terrible. if you hear these the horror stories of just like, yeah, I pulled up and it was I was in line at 14 cars, and then what was the issue? There was only four chargers in that location. Those four chargers from that network happened to have an agreement with 10 automakers to offer free fast charging for the first three years of your car. It's like, yeah, you're creating chaos. Yeah. So yeah. this is this is where I think that the there's on one hand, you see articles that come out from various news outlets that say this was a nightmare experience. And this is where those who are in positions of influence in the EV industry need to do a far better job of explaining the practical realities of how electricity as a fuel works so that the common narrative doesn't turn into what Craig just said, which is if I go on a road trip, I got to wait for two hours to fill up. You know what? Have Tesla's semi, semi car and I'll, I'll drive it to Las Vegas and I will give them everything they, they already know. And and uh, tell everybody else, you know what? This isn't half bad. I might like this. Yeah. Well, the the cool thing is, is that's the reason why we have automakers like General Motors and Ford and others switching to using Tesla's connector type, is because they finally and essentially it's almost like a waving of the white flag. Is they said Absolutely. we build cars. Like, that's the thing. Is I, Craig, your point earlier, could Tesla improve their build quality? Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Like they, they have issues as it relates to quality of the structure of the car. But if you get to what an EV is under the skin, which is the battery and the software, that's where they shine. And then they it's, said, it's back to your RC car point, right? Yeah, it's yeah. about the, the body. You want a carbon fiber body with the best batteries, the best motor, yeah, right? You're, right. That, but just change the shell. Let's just, so here we go with a modular well, car. I wrote and, in and, a, and also, Tesla on the way to the airport, LAX, this guy, Jamaica guy, his name was Rasheen. I said, tell me all the bad, tell me all the good. And the bad was like this, okay? Yeah. Just sometimes I'm inconveniences to charge sometimes, but he, he does, does it at home. Uh, but he just moved into a house before he was in an apartment, and it was really hard to do it because he had parts in a car park. So that's, yep. that's an issue. Okay, and, and that's unique. I understand that. But his car was run, run fine and smooth. You could paint on his cars. You would know what they're all about. I don't have to tell you about it. And there's sometimes there are quality issues, but – you can say that about any manufacturer, yeah, more or less. Yeah, I think that, yeah. well, the evidence too is like even GM's announcements this week about the fact they're they're pushing out their projections of when they're going to be producing high volume electric cars. And it, and a big thing it comes back to is they can build cars all day. The battery and the software, when it comes to that, that is really the linchpin of making a successful EV on the road. But then you have to couple that with fast charging that's reliable. 
It's sure. really those four pieces. And I think that the legacy auto brands, I'd love to see Tesla technology inside of an Audi. Sure. You know, do you I remember, mean, it, it, do you, are you old enough to remember uh, VHS and beta? Come on, Craig. <laughs> oh, are, look, Matt's a, happily, Matt's a happily married man. Why are you, why are you hitting on him like this? He, yeah, I, <laughs> I know he looks younger than both of us, but we all got gray hair. Okay. Yeah, okay. But I said that at the beginning. The start, I was said, if you're going to have to have 12 different uh, sockets, and none of this is never going to work. And, that, oh, and, God, and, you, yeah. and you said that going to that universal plug. I mean, that's mm -hmm. right now. Apple was proprietary with the Lightning. Nope, they waved the white flag. USB-C. Yep. Thank yep. goodness. Gosh, like, oh, you know, green texter. I don't trust you. I don't listen to broke. I'm joking. Um, you know, if, if, if Apple as opposed to Google. But um, I think that 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 is, like you say, waving the white flag, surrendering to, hey, let's all get on the same page. Rising tide lifts all ships. Yes, and right. and no news is good news, right? So mm -hmm. back to Craig, it's it's easy to say like, oh, I've heard this. My friend said, but when you when you live that lifestyle like Matt does, you know, it, it's, it's, it is a game changer and Miss Go Electric just had a great point. It's a lifestyle. It's, it's, it's a way of doing things and kind of relearning, you know, if you're into golf, it's like changing putters, you need to change this or drive in a different car. Like, you know, my wife had a Volkswagen. Now she's in a BMW. I drove a all new 2024 Sequoia TRD pro and I drive a Tundra. It was a totally different vehicle. And I was like a hybrid v turbo V6 thing was fast bro like this thing moved. Yeah. so it's just a different way of learning even yeah. with with ice so um but and it had like i mean shoot it got like 300 miles per the tank i was like wow this thing that's does fine. yeah that's great. yeah but yeah. but again it's just a different way of learning craig and I, I think that we're conditioned we're on that cusp of as you say beta vhs and and that was that was you know like if you even look at music and cds that was sony right like that's right. people saying hey this is we're going to adopt this they tried mini disc but cd became the norm right everybody had mini disc changers in their thing yeah yeah oh, i will it, say one thing that comes up all the time on the beta vhs you know conversation as an example is uh, the one thing that always strikes me is why people i think are still a little bit nervous about evs is at the end of the day we can talk about technologies that, that competed and then one of them finally won out, whether it's connector types for, you know, for charging, et cetera. But if they have a, like, you know, a, a VHS player or a Betamax player wouldn't strand your ass in the middle of nowhere if you didn't. Right. <laughs> you but you get like, you get stranded when you have a 500 tapes and now, now they're not selling any more VHS. But, like, but it's like, you're dealing with that in your living room. It's like, uh, I'll get rid of that box one day. Right. Right. But I think people's genuine fear, and Craig, as you're pointing out, is is that's it, this is a different conversation. A car is an extension of who you are, whether it's yep. personality or however you want to frame it. But it is your window into the world, and yep. so we're talking about how you trust a car. And and the beauty of it is, is once you have an EV and you drive an EV and you realize, okay, two pedals, right one makes it go, left one makes it stop, it steers. You realize it is about that fuel experience. And then based on lifestyle, like Lacey, uh, let's go electric was mentioning to you, Jared, is it is about lifestyle, but then industry needs to appreciate lifestyle. We can't pretend that we can market these vehicles and charging to everyone the same way, because if Craig for his, you know, his two cars, he has his garage, he swaps one of those out with a Tesla Model S Plaid, a Lucid Sapphire, whatever he ends up loving for performance and luxury, then he can fill up at home 95% of the time with that car. The but other thing is, so, I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, lastly, just someone who isn't Craig that has to go find their fuel, different experience. That yeah. person that drove you to the airport, you mentioned Craig, it's like, yeah, I, I got an apartment. I got to go find my fuel. Well, you don't want to go find your fuel and have yourself wait for four or five, 10 hours. You want it to be fast unless you 
have time to dwell for something like a movie or something else. So that's the understanding the industry needs to appreciate about lifestyle. You know, Craig's going to talk about pedals. Watch this. Save the manuals. Watch this. No, no. Close. I, I thought he was going to say, because he said two pedals, he's going to be like, box. where's the third? Okay. Yeah, where's the third? <laughs> okay. Here's another thing. I am going to miss going down onto the, my computer and start buying shit I don't need to, <laughs> to try and impress people I don't know. And <laughs> that's, so, that's a whole nother conversation. That's the different podcast, bro. That's part Go of ahead and lie fun. down. Tell me, what, what, you know, tell me about your parents. You know, tell me about your childhood. <laughs> Show <laughs> me this, where you got touched on the stall. Yeah, no, no. Again, different podcast. Welcome to Electrify Expo, where we break down Craig Lieberman's childhood issues and uh, how that applies to his automotive game. But the, uh, I, I fear if I put on stuff on the car that doesn't do anything for performance, I'm going to be called a ricer. And I've already gone through my ricer yep. life, lifestyle back 20 years ago, trying to get away from well, it. That's a great point, though, because back in the Absolutely. day, you go to hot import, hot import nights or show off or whatever it was. If someone popped their hood and it looked like it, like there's like dried leaves in there, it's like, bro, right. like nice. I love your 19s and your and your 10 inch rotors you have behind them. Like, right. come on, get, do something better for yourself. No, I, I think that's interesting because at the end of the day, what what makes the ED performance different? I will say one. I mean, back when when Model S first came out, Saline did a, a you know a Saline Model S, I and with the, yeah, and they tuned the electric motor. That was like the first thing they did. Is they said, when we floor this thing, we want you to hear it, and we want to see exactly what we can do to make it different. But the prowess of mechanical engineering is now switching to electrical engineering and computer software. It's a fully different way of understanding how you tune. Sure. I mean, company, that's why companies like AEM, they're kind of like naturally floating right in, right? Is they're like, hey, we, we've been doing electronics forever. This is our bread and butter. So no cold air intakes. Iceman <laughs> engine. They're, yeah, they're yeah, all, remember Iceman or the one yeah, that yeah. had the, right? The one that looked like an intercooler out front. And right. and back to the therapy session, Craig. Absolutely. We were called ricers, that, you know, rice rockets. And that's not a slanderous thing. It's just, it is what it is. And that was the no replacement for displacement. I remember when back to yeah. Steph Papadakis quoting yeah. and, and seeing his journey and the imports going to NHRA. That was a generation. Yep. And that was, mm -hmm. wow, look at this horsepower they're making. And that's where BC Moto, you know, BC has done such a good job of educating one himself to educating other people and progressing it. So he's taking all of the, the steps of, you know. Uh, what is it? Admittance, you know, what's like, I, you know, all, all the process, right? accepting, right. All, all these things. So that we're going through therapy here, Craig. And I, I think that's, this is, this is why people are listening. We're, we're, we're sinking them in. We're clickbaiting them with the, the car curator of fast and furious. And that's, that's part of what you do, not ex all of what you do. And, and now again, with the EV conversation, it's now education for people that are like, oh, cool, Fast and Furious. What does this have to do with EV? Yeah. A lot. It's kind of a future. lot. It's the future. You know, and, and again, just looking at what Throttle.com did of building that super and how iconic. And, the mm -hmm. you know, Troy Lee did the graphics or yeah, yeah. DJ Aoki's sister is, you know, driving the S2000 with that. You know, isn't, I think that's Noah, art by Noah, the, the airbrushing. Yep, the that's like, the guy. Just, you know, all, all these things contribute to it. And I, like I said, I, I started off by saying I don't like any. I know all of it. Um, I'm not saying that, you just rattle off some very detailed. <laughs> very, very detailed. Well, and again, yeah, Robert Wilson, obviously Modern Image, and Scott from Wings West, and yes. you know, obviously the, the Jetta. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I know it all, bro. Uh, but when the car starts flying, I'm out. But that is also yeah. EV. When John Cena flew off. The Fiero. The Fiero in the space. 
And that's that's your EV right there. So you didn't know it, Craig, but you curated this. <laughs> that wasn't me. That wasn't me. Not at all. Yeah, you the truth is, the guys who are running a net for the cars, they're they're typical picture car guys. They're older white guys, my age or old, and they all have the carburetors, big blocks, and all that kind of stuff. So you're not going to see another tuner in there with the graphics on it ever again, unless they go backwards. Which but the ice cool. charger was cool. My my man Sean Smith yeah. created the ice charger, which was dope, right? And one I, of my I know, favorites. And the new one with El Camino and all that stuff. Like I think I think there is some homage cars that uh, you know. My wife she works for Weld Wheels, so I, I know Weld is involved in that. Mm-hmm. So um, it, it just all those things. But you know, I love this conversation, Matt, and I know you do too because this is there's a global shift of with when Fast and Furious came out. And in yeah. education. And like I said, it's, it makes the job easier to explain. This conversation right here is going to be able to educate people and make it easier to explain. Sure. And, and I, yeah. love, I love how you play it, you know, and you guys are on either side of my screen right now. I don't know how it's displaying, but it's, yeah. it's, it's contrarian. And, and this is healthy because like you say, oh, my friend, yeah, we need to get, you know, Craig a, a Tesla or some sort of EV or whatever tickles his fancy and is an embodiment of his personality you know when priuses mm-hmm. came out they look like doorstops and now they're looking pretty dang they cool. look fantastic right this is badass yeah, <laughs> yeah. can i ask you a, a serious question uh, no one thing i seem to notice with the priest my dad had a priest he was born on pearl harbor he hated japanese everything until he brought me the priest changed the fuck old school new yorker i think tony soprano okay he had that Prius bought it the first year, kept it till he died. Wow! So, and he wow. was a stubborn guy. For me, when I see Priuses on the road back in the day, everybody's going five miles an hour, right? And they they're in there, they're in the fast lane doing twenty under, right? Now you pull up on a light, you know the Tesla is going to be the first person out of the blocks and across states. So if I come up on one sitting at a, at a stoplight, I follow that guy, guys. I know he's going to be gone. Oh, he's gonna get, that guy's going to go. Yeah. Right? Well, am, I, yeah. ask me, am I being stereotypical? No. Demographically speaking, I mean, let's let's be honest. Like the first EV that was mass produced here in, in North America for, or offered as a mass production car, the Nissan Leaf, aesthetically, who was that car built for? It was not built for a mass Blind market people. audience. Well, it, well, right. It was built for people that were, they brought in focus groups of who's going to buy this car. And these people weren't looking for an aesthetic, exciting taste. They had a completely different interest. And so we had these cars that were not aesthetically exciting, Prius included. And the type of people buying them were just, you know, hyper miling, doing, you know, five under the speed limit, et cetera. But it's, we're graduating into that world of, no, these actually can't, to Tesla's credit, it's kind of changing the dynamic of an electric car doesn't have to be boring it can be fun and exciting and, and aesthetically cool and now we have other brands taking their heritage of great design like it's seeing an e-tron gt when i was in berlin and i you get behind that thing you go dude the stance on that thing is unreal like the width of the, the width of everything just you know everything they did about the design of it is great that's what we're getting to finally and then you marry that to the fact that oh yeah by the way it does zero to 60 in about three and a half seconds but the because it's electric be looking better because the batteries are already at the bottom Right, so this car is going to be lower and sleeker. That's the way it is, yeah. unless they're SUVs. But I'm looking forward to that. We're very early now, right now. Wait 10 years. Yeah. This can be some badass cars. Well, Matt, you talked about you know the the EV, the Tesla, 
the Tesla soul with an Audi body. And I think we we can all agree that Audi does such a good job. OE out of the gate, their, their lines, their design, their, their cues, you know, badging it's, it, it, it's more design heavy than a lot of the OE manufacturers. Let's just call it what it is. Um, one year anniversary of Electricana, RIP Ken Block, you know, I mean, tearing up Las oh, Vegas yeah, and that right. absolutely yeah. unobtainium car that like looking at uh, photos of Derek Doncey and, and be more and, um, you know, hobo, just all the, all these guys posting up photos and videos of, of Electricana. And, and that was, that was totally left field. I don't think anybody expected that because you look at yeah. what Ken Block has done previously of vehicles. He was a huge rally fan, even before he started Jim Connor and, and left DC shoes. I've known Ken for a long time and know his family now intimately and love them. Um, but for him to just go this total pivot of Hoonicorn, Huna truck leaves Ford and does Electricana unbelievable. And that, yeah. and that's, that's, a, that's another conversation that not a lot of people bring up just because you're like, Oh, it's just a car ripping around. But he was like, that experience was kind of wild. It was just a totally different sensation, but look at, look at him tap into the heritage of Audi and having like the old, you know, group B rally cars in there or the drivers, mm -hmm. you know, if it's Thomas, like, I mean, all of that, I think, I think that's cool. Well, the heritage we're talking about too of some of these these names and, and people that that made industry evolve as we've seen in the last quarter century is yeah. those those names and those players and Craig, you're in this mix of people that had a major influence in what we've seen over the you know the last decades is as those people pivot and show that hey, I I do see where this fits. I see how, where performance can be enhanced through electrification. I can see how we can have aesthetically beautiful and cool cars because of how the design function works of having the weight of the vehicle low at the battery pack. That we're, as Craig, as you mentioned, we're at the beginning stages of, of this evolution right now. It seems like it's going fast for those of us who's been, you know, maybe like not paying attention, but for some of us, it's kind of like, well, if we're, we're still at the beginning though. There's a lot right. to unpack here. Um, and the technology is only going to continue to improve. I'm, I'm still curious to see how we're going to go with, as you mentioned, SUVs and trucks. I, I think we're still very early on those vehicles. I think that plug-in hybrid for a truck or an SUV still makes far more sense than trying to put a 200 kilowatt hour battery pack yeah. into a 9,000 pound vehicle. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, 500 that pounds. Hum that Humvee is insane, right? Yeah. Like the, the, the Hummer? Uh, there are bridges I, there are bridges in this country that are like please don't please don't i can't take you i would like to work with the man and manufacturer to help them create a soundtrack for their cars because you know remember everybody claimed uh, what b10s were out of uh of formula one and all that kind of stuff if yeah. they can do something to, for the performance variants of any one of their cars a tesla or whatever and you can turn it on and off and all that kind of stuff i think more people will be with, would be cool with it but uh, and then they start making these sport runabouts, you know, like imagine like a, a Miata type of car, smaller, and it has, you know, good pickup, you know, zero to mm. 60 in four seconds or something like that, affordable, that kind of thing. And to, to get them into it at an early age, a lot of kids now are, are not even getting yeah. driver's licenses. If they drive one of those things, game changer, game changer. I mean, yep. look at the OG, look at the OG Tesla. It was a Lotus, yeah. you know. So that yep. you're getting back to kind of the core and the concept was there of right and and and. But he said to change. I mean, to change that car into electric, it took so much work, and this oh. is way way ahead of its time, right? And now it's like so. Question for you, Craig. Again, you talk about this soundtrack that you're you're a sensory guy. Aesthetically, you want to see it. 
you want to you want to smell it i mean we all know that bmw yeah. that old bmw smell the porsche smell even just new car smell how can you encapsulate a time you never can black ice i'm joking um <laughs> the, the, the black uh, forest um but what what is the sound because you're saying don't duplicate something else you have an opportunity i see you scratching your head there to, cre to, what, to create a soundtrack yeah. right what what is it like off the top of your head craig like what what do you well, want to hear what do i want to hear i want yeah. to hear sound that's guttural right you go to those lower frequencies and then as the engine goes up it gets to the higher frequency like okay because that makes sense it, it goes the ear is trying to see it that way or hear it that way. Mm -hmm. You start up raw, something, whatever that is. And using the sound effects and Fast and Furious, you know what they use? Rocket engines, uh, lions, tiger, bears, bear. oh diesel <laughs> angels, uh, all kind of stuff. Oh, I love it. No, but now, that, this is, even if an EV is idling, like right now there's, there's the, it's got to make a sound. It's like, okay what sound you could get creative with that sound sure if you could you could make it sound like an ev is sitting at a stoplight with it like an electric idling you could do it yeah yep. I, I, would do it. I would play a track from two live crew <laughs> <laughs> one and one yeah all right yeah let's, again family show uh <laughs> whales ooh, you know like i'm joking well, maybe not uh, that yeah, yeah let's get weird uh, but i uh, but again tesla has fun with it they're making the car fart you can play super mario kart in your car these these are the things that you know i have a 17 or nine year old and my you know my nine year old's better at driving games than a 17 year old and my 17 year old's actually driving we got him a toyota corolla EVs just not you know not our bag we probably could have gone but as you know financially all those things it just back to your point matt you do such a good job of kind of again being being contrarian in a beautiful way of saying this can fit in your lifestyle don't yeah. trust everything you hear mm -hmm. do it yourself you know and and craig you come from that mindset you're describing your dad and him having a bit of chip on his shoulder right. about about japan my grandpa fought in world war ii and he was mm -hmm. shot down and was a pow in germany mm -hmm. but he loves toyotas he loved he, he passed away a few years ago but mm -hmm. a fighter pilot fighting in world war ii i mean it, it's it's relearning unthinking repositioning and applying the technology that you have accessibility to and can't afford obviously like you yeah, said well, can't if, if yeah if you can if you can apply it like you said you got to live in your house for 18 years to apply you know energy and as matt is 60 percent off the grid that is that is great but it's application of doing it now i was yeah. a big muscle car guy like back in the 80s and 90s and then i got into jdms and never went back yeah yeah well it's and, and if you look at what happened in tokyo this week is you know honda was showing off what what's the vision they have for what they're going to do with their vehicles and all of a sudden we see an all-electric prelude as one of their featured vehicles and i thought now there we go yeah there we go i want Moving to in the right direction yeah bring some of these vehicles back that are accessible and attainable for people that don't have to walk in and say i gotta drop 35 40k on some thing that's big it's like what happened to still having a vehicle that's practical for who you are at the time that doesn't include having a need for a third row and, but and I, something like a pilot would be great attention lucid i like it makes it there's nice Hyundai's doing a great job. Kia's yep. doing a great job. Audi's doing a great job. And I'm paying attention. I see these cars on the road every day. I said they're getting better. They're getting better and better and better. And 
keep going. Keep, we're doing yeah. And to the credit, to the credit, I mean, if you think back five years ago, some of the begging conversations were happening for people inside of the EV bubble that were just wanting to see more options, wanting to see something better. And if you just then take what's happened in the last five years and you think about vehicle options on the road combined with how the technology has advanced for both battery, energy density, range of driving, and fast charging capability, it's honest to it's it's wild. It's wild. Now that's for people who have been in the mix. People that are just being freshly exposed to this. I mean, that's why things like the pot, this podcast, and why things like Electrify Expo are so great. It's because you get that, you read that one story, you have that one friend, and then you show up. And the amount of times I've had conversations with people in person at events like Electrify Expo and others that just say, I had no idea. <laughs> like this, this is, and I'm a car guy and I had no idea. That's pretty impressive for how fast it's gone. And we're only at the beginning. That's and still it's what's going to move faster now. Yeah. 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 I'm really excited great. about battery technology that way. So. Yeah. And and again, Craig, we, we love having you on here and thank you so much for all that you've done for, for anything, Matt. I, I think we should wrap it up because I, I think it's, it's just really cool. It's great food for thought. We want to make it digestible. We want to educate people and just in doses. It's not, yeah. it's not going to be the big bang or a big woo woo. It's going to be the, you know, it's going to be this, this slow digestible, you know, thing. And, and and again, it is a total mind shift. So, Craig, did we did we help kind of you know ease the pain again? Not just your therapy about your childhood, yeah. but your relationship yeah, better, with. But I'm going to graduate. EV. I will graduate my studies when I go to either Electrify Expo in Los Angeles. I list, missed it this year because I got COVID. <laughs> ah. No. Ah. Hey, you can always well, come to Austin. Expensive. It's in a yeah. couple of weeks. You know. But I, you're you're in Southern California, so Long Beach uh, will be there. We'll high five and handshake and. And, uh, you know, SEMA show is, is cracking, Electrify Expo, all these things. Again, it's it's really great to see just this shift and including you, Craig. And and thank you again for all that you do. And um, I'd have to say uh, Jim Connor one is or sorry, not Jim Connor one, but Fast and Furious one is my favorite just because it's I, iconic. That's still, that's still my fave, man. It's, it's the original. But again, I grew up in Lancaster, Palmdale. Yeah, the moment yep. he said, "You want to know what this ran in Palmdale?" and everybody in the theater lost their minds because Palmdale never mentioned in a movie ever. I was like, right. "All right." <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite one, Craig? Uh, uh, at all? From an insider's expectation, uh, um, I thought Fast and Furious one one was going to be trash because I saw it before it was completely edited. But same thing, I sat in the theater on the first night, and everybody got up on the Hondas. Hijacked the track tractors. I've never seen that ever. I was in a theater in Star Wars in 1977. Nobody got out of the seats. I said, "Oh my God, this thing is going to be huge." <laughs> yep. Oh yeah. yeah. And so then, that's, that's yeah. And again, all the you know, and and the and like you said, you know, you played such a major role in these designs and all these certain people, and and including just the stunt drivers. I'm so proud of all my drift friends. If now yeah. progressing, you yeah, know, Reese Mill and Tanner, yeah, all you know, and now progressing into Alex Pfeiffer and you know Matt Powers, just all these dudes that have competed in Formula Drift over the years. So yeah, super sure. proud of them. So, uh, Matt, anything in closing for uh, Mr. Lieberman? No, I think we got to get him a Tesla that he can take on a road trip. I mean, that's all. That's that's the takeaway. He said, "Give me that car. Let me do that road trip to Vegas and come on back." We got to bring that with cameras. Yeah, all my GoPros. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Well, thank you so much, Matt, for joining us. Of course, just such a a wealth of knowledge and passion, and just you know, charge way and. Matt, thank you so much. Uh, and of course, thank you so much, Craig Lieberman, for all that you do in the automotive space and continue to, again, progress. Where uh, where and what 
do you want to kind of plug? This is your shameless plug for uh, more people. Instagram, um, uh, Craig Lieberman underscore 42 or YouTube, Craig Lieberman. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Craig. And again, Thanks for, we'll get, we'll just get you. That. You look the same, but with spikier hair. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, this is probably, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's, it, I'm showing some, some silver, uh, yeah, that's okay. That's quite that's, a way. I'm getting there. We're, we're lucky to have have a hair at this stage. Exactly. <laughs> well, All right, guys. BJ, thank you so much. Yep, we'll do. Right, we'll guys. do. Yeah. Well, you just you just did. BJ's listening in, and uh, oh, again, thank you so much for joining us. We will see you at Electrify Expo Austin, or we'll see you online, and we'll see you another time. Thank you so much for joining us here, Can't Mr. Lieberman. Thanks for your yeah. time. Yeah, of course. See you guys. Thanks for listening to the Electrify podcast. Brought to you by the creators of Electrify Expo. Be sure to catch full video episodes on YouTube at Electrify TV. And follow along on social media for daily clips and more.